Welcome back to Dance Tips Daily. And if you're new, welcome to the fam. I'm your host, Danny Albertina, and this is the podcast where I read to you, with the author's permission, of course, short and sweet dance excerpts on topics such as choreography, performance, mental health, physical health, nutrition, education, and more. Bonus episodes release the first of every month featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those who keep our dance community alive. If you're ready to spend a little time getting a little better each day, let's dance in. This is episode number 167 featuring offthemarley.com being a responsible teacher. It's January 14th. 2020, and we have a teacher tip Thursday here for you at Dance Tips Daily. Our blog was written by Elena Terry, who currently is a dance teacher in Baltimore, but she graduated from the Baltimore School of the Arts and holds a BFA from dance at the Juilliard School, so she knows what she's talking about. I currently teach dance right now too, and I know these tips for me were a great refresher and inspiring, so I'm certainly excited to share them with you today. And if you're not a dance teacher, there's still great tips to take away from this, as well as a perspective, which can really make you appreciate your dance teachers in a different way. And perspective is always good. That being said, let's dance on into our blog. PSA, being a responsible teacher. Hey teachers, I don't know if you need to hear this, but your students' motivation is not your responsibility. Things that are your responsibility. Number one, set a goal for each class. What do you want your students to learn, accomplish, or walk away with at the end of the day? Two, positive reinforcement. This doesn't mean you have to tell them everything they do is in quotes good. They will appreciate your honesty when you tell them it's not. But if it's not good, It's your job to help them make it better. Repetition does not always equal improvement. Sometimes you have to walk away from a step or a concept. Try again on another day. Four, create a learning environment where students feel comfortable making mistakes. I like to remind my students, if you could do everything perfectly on the first try, I wouldn't have a job. Number five, make sure they learn the importance of properly warming up. Instilling good habits at a young age will help them stay injury-free when they become more advanced. Warm-up should include light aerobic activity, dynamic stretching, and core activation. Leave the static stretching for after they are warm. Six, make it fun. Dance is hard enough and ballet can be boring. Use music they can relate to. You can find a ton of ballet albums on Spotify. I especially like Nate V. Field's albums. Seven, do not put students on point before they are ready. I don't care what they or their mother says or if you lose them as a student. Eight, start and end classes rehearsals on time. Nine, Do not bring your personal life into the studio, but be honest with your dancers. If you are having a bad day, tell them at the start of class. If you are tired or aren't feeling well, tell them, but do not take it out on them. You can say, hi everyone, I'm not feeling 100% today, so I'm not going to be talking as much or shouting over the music. They'll respect you more for your honesty and treating them like people. 10. Work on improvisational skills. They will hate you for it. Do it anyways. Thank you so much to Miss Elena Terry of offthemarley.com for giving us permission to share her wonderful blog with you today. 
which was your favorite tip or what did you take away most from the blog? Especially these days, I know sometimes students might not always be in the best mood or maybe their focus might not be there 100%, but like Elena said, their motivation is not your responsibility. And most times if you bring that positive attitude and just keep the uh, class moving and exciting and engaging, they'll usually come around by the end of class, even the students who started off in the most foul moods. I know I can certainly relate to this as a young dancer, especially like going through puberty when all the hormones and all the emotions were there. I'd get dropped off at dance class in such a mood sometimes, whether it be something that happened at school, but right after the first warm-up exercise or maybe the first two Madonna songs within our jazz class, I'd feel present and happy and excited to dance. As a teacher who wants to make sure that their students get the most out of class and also are having a good time, I know sometimes it's all too easy to try to hone in on the students who maybe not be working the hardest or, you know, take things personally, thinking that it's your teaching style. But sometimes, just like Elena mentioned in tip number three, you have to walk away from a step or a concept and try again on another day. So whatever the student may be going through, whether we want to be a support for them and talk to them after class or just let them write out their emotions on their own, as long as they're not disrupting the experience for the rest of the class, then I'd say give yourself a pat on the back for maintaining a positive environment and still an engaging class. That is your short and sweet tip for the day. I hope you enjoyed. And as always, happy teaching and happy dancing. Thanks for listening today and tune in tomorrow for more short and sweet tips. Happy dancing.